0: It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Smith. Dustin, we left our conversation with Penn State, Joining the Big Ten, it became official in 93, and then we had the monumental 1994 season, undefeated, an incredible offense, and you said something about this team, and looking back, you could look at them and say, this was a team who probably deserved that number one more so than those other undefeated teams. I lived through those things. You did it just studying. Why do you say that? And by the way, I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, the talent on this team, for starters, um, the the firepower and, you know, the way that they were able to score 47 points per game uh, using, you know, leaning still more on, on the run game. You know, and and scattering that around, looking at the number of guys who who scored a lot of touchdowns. Brian Milne scored eight. Mike Archie scored five. John Whitman scored five. Kajana Carter was there and scored twenty three touchdowns. It was a powerful attack, and not and so there's that. But there's also you know they're they're undefeated in the regular season. They rose to the occasion and they beat you know probably i think like four ranked teams that year the they were number 1 for a week or two um they lost their number 1 ranking you know you mentioned that 63 14 win over ohio state they lost the number 1 ranking after that team and ohio state was ranked at the time uh nebraska beat number 2 colorado i think the same week and overtook them and that's how you sort of ended up jockeying for that position there
1: one of the myths of that season is the prior week, they had like a three-touchdown lead on Indiana, where you know Joe Paterno just pulled it back, subbed, and all, and Indiana scored two late touchdowns, including like one at the buzzer, to get within one touchdown, and Indiana started celebrating like they had won the game. The myth that goes around is that that's what caused Penn State to go from number one to two. Not true because it was the week prior. But I do think there was some res- residual from that game. Added to Nebraska, as you said, beating number two Colorado, and there you go. That, that's what happened.
0: Well, yeah, and I think um, as, as you're looking at this from a from a college football history perspective, um, you know, this is we're we're getting into that time right around now, and this this kind of influenced the future of college football too. The BCS came along a couple of years later, but uh, the the idea of style points, you know, I, I think even up to this point, you know, win win the game, you know, you 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 play to win the game. Uh, this time, I think this kind of hit home that that style points were going to matter and that that establishing yourself with with a dominant, you know, win instead of letting letting off the gas a little bit against a team that you should blow out. I mean, that ended up kind of making a difference in this. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the the hunt for the national title started to change a bit more after this. And I think what you had to do as a team in pursuit of a national title Also kind of changed. You needed to prove it in big ways every single week.
1: This was also where and I mentioned Salty Jim and let me tell you why in this context was that it seemed like whenever there were two probably deserving teams that they couldn't find a way to match them up in the bowl game, there was always two polls. They always seemed to find a way to give each team you got the coaches vote or you got the writers vote. And that's the way it turned out. This is one of the few times where that didn't happen. Plus, you had Tom Osborne, who everybody loved and had never gotten a national championship before. But the part that really irritates Penn State fans and going into the Big Ten, if you go through the other part to all this is typically coaches and sports writers from your region or in the region of your league will vote for you. If it's between Ohio State and USC, a bad example because they could play in a Rose Bowl, but you get my drift, the West Coast California writers will vote for USC. The Midwest West voters would vote for Ohio State. Guess which year that did not happen in the Midwest?
0: 1994, if I could venture a guess.
1: Right on. The, if you ever see the map of, say, the sports writers, where they were from and how they voted— Well, the one example, there were four writers from the state of Ohio, you know, where Ohio State resides and lost 63 to 14. They all voted for Nebraska, every one of them. And it was that way through the whole Midwest. It was the Big Ten's resentment of Penn State coming in and everyone in that area. So to this day, I still get people who will ask me who are fans of other schools why I dislike the Big Ten Maybe this is where it started, Dusty.
0: Yeah, and I think um, the the resentment thing. I got a new appreciation for how resented Penn State was coming in. And as I was reading up, I even saw our our, our old colleague John Ritchie, fra, who who was playing in Michigan, said he wasn't. They weren't allowed to to call them by name. It sounds an awful lot like uh, how Michigan treats Ohio State and how Ohio State treats Michigan. Penn State was just hated, and it seemed like it was just. Um, exaggerated and or fabricated about Penn state's attitude towards the big 10. You know, everybody had this chip on their shoulder towards Penn state and it, and it, you know, it lingered before they officially joined the league. And clearly there was some lingering stuff um, going into, you know, the mid nineties as well that, that hurt them in 1994.
1: And afterwards, when more teams started to change leagues conferences Well, it was like Penn State was the first one, so they took the brunt of it, okay? Probably not too much unlike and maybe an unfair comparison, but, you know, the first scandal was Penn State. They got national scorn, equally atrocious things happening at other schools. It just seems like, well, another news day and not a big deal. But could I share with you a couple things you may have found also In this comparison with Penn State and Nebraska that year, you mentioned Penn State scored 47 points a game. Incredible. Kajana Carter averaging 7.8 yards a carry. They had a 1,000-yard receiver and another receiver with, like, 970 yards. Incredible. They're also on this team. I counted up 15 guys, Dustin, 15 who were drafted and played in the NFL. What's really interesting about that? I'm only talking about the offense. Fifteen that's, players from this offense played in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible right there. And it show I mean it shows in the way that they 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 scored. I mean, Gary Collins had a nice year that year. And you the the thousand-yard receiver was Bobby Ingram. The 973-yard receiver was Freddie Scott. Both of those guys average at least 19.8 yards per catch. Uh, but a, a lot of the damage was done on the ground, obviously clearing the way for Gajana Carter. You don't score that many points with a, with a really concentrated rushing attack if you don't block it really, really well up the middle, if you don't pose that kind of threat on the outside, if you don't attack with efficiency through the air. So, yeah, they had a lot of really good players uh, in that offense, and it's 15 guys in the league and 47 points per game. I mean, that kind of speaks for itself, I think.
1: And in comparison with Nebraska, two more things to put, up, put out there. Penn State had a much better strength of schedule and a greater margin of victory. Dustin, how could they not be the number one team in the country?
0: Well, I mean, I, th- I think we covered that ground. I mean, give Nebraska credit for, A, you know, beating the number two team in the country at the midway point of the year, and B... You know when they did get a shot to play for the national title to come back against uh you know one of the one of the poster children for that for '90s Miami teams uh, with Warren Sapp and and those guys and Ray Lewis on that team um, to to come back uh, you know over all that bluster and win that it's not that Nebraska wasn't deserving uh, of all this it's just that Penn State you know. When you look at all the side by side, the qualitative and, and looking at, you know, what this offense could do against anybody. And then the quantitative, like you said, uh, of playing the tough schedule, rolling through that schedule and, and having the number one ranking and losing it, even though you blew out a ranked team. I mean, this is it all kind of adds up to, you know, robbery, essentially. And it's not Nebraska's fault. You know, Nebraska was a good team. They were worthy, but I think Penn State was more worthy and and certainly, I don't know, was worthy of losing their number one ranking even though they kept doing the same thing. They kept winning in a big way. The nature of college
1: football at the time, we didn't have a playoff. There was not a way to get a surefire number one. And the quote-unquote fix for that, Dustin, was to have – multiple number one teams, a shared national championship. And if Penn State had shared it with Nebraska, got one of those two recognized titles, I don't think Jim would still be salty how many years later. But it was the case, and there are villains in this. And you have the other part, additional part to this, ironically, is... If Penn State hadn't joined the Big Ten, they would have been able to play Nebraska, Dusty, that season.
0: Yeah, that, that's the other thing. The, the How rigid the bowl structure was uh, and and wasn't good enough or capable enough of dealing with um, the idea of having the two best teams play each other no matter, no matter what. Um, you know, bowl obligations were bowl obligations and there was really no, there didn't seem to be very, you know, much of a way around that. Did, did Nebraska, you know, w- I know there was some sort of lobbying um, to try to make this matchup happen and maybe Nebraska could have green lit it, but, but didn't.
1: No, I think the, um, again, you go back to this Rose bowl to this day these conferences, the you know uh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, they are so locked into the Rose Bowl, and the Rose Bowl. I don't know how they have the leverage, but they insist even with a playoff, anything done now. Well, we still got to start at uh, you know 5 p.m. Eastern time, so you could see the sunset correctly over the stadium. And the Big 12 and the Big 10, or I'm sorry, the Pac-12 and the Big 10 have bought into this Rose Bowl as gospel type thing. And back then, it was particularly frustrating as a Penn State fan, especially since you knew until 93, you were an independent. You could have gone to the Orange Bowl and played Nebraska And you would have had another one, just like the we talked about last week, that 86 Fiesta Ball. Dustin, that is it for quarter number two. There's another half decade to get to. We'll do that in quarter number three. This is Barbara Duran, Penn State alumna. It's been a great honor representing our alumni as a trustee. I am asking that you re-elect me, Ted Brown, and Bill Oldsey. Independent leadership working to make sure Penn State provides a quality, affordable education that values success with honor.
0: Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu.
1: This is Jim Galante from the Keystone Sports Network, letting you know there's nothing like going on the road with your favorite team. I'm pleased to announce that KSN, along with Collegiate Athletic Travel, the leaders in athletic travel for 50 years, is offering a trip to Auburn this fall for the Nittany Lions versus the Tigers. Charter flight, accommodations at the team hotel, and transport to and from the game are included. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information.